Hey guys, um, I just want to give you a little heads up before we jump into this episode that there is something going on with my audio in this episode. Um, my guest Michelle's audio sounds just fine, but mine sounds pretty terrible and I apologize for that. I am not sure what happened um, because I recorded the episode the same way I always record them. So it's very frustrating, but I just wanted to give you a heads up about it. I'm sorry that it's not very clear. I hope that you will still listen to the episode and enjoy it. Michelle is a fabulous guest, and I know that you can learn a lot from what she has to say. Okay, let's go ahead and jump in. Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and today on the podcast with me, I have Michelle of Lushy Labels on Etsy. And I'm really excited to have this little sit down and chit chat with her about her shop. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Good. So Michelle, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and who you make things for and what you make? Awesome. So my name is Michelle and I am the owner of Lushy Labels. And I make wine labels. So basically, it's a wine label company. My big thing is like I like to bring people together through wine. And um, the idea behind it is basically like going to a party and you're bringing a gift. If you are like running to the store beforehand and picking up a bottle of wine, it doesn't mean as much. But if you throw a Lushy label on it and uh, bring it, it adds that personalization and it really means things to people. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is. I think it's a really unique niche. How did you get into it? Like, do you have a background in wine? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think my story is kind of similar to yours in the sense that like, I began Lushy Labels not with a background. I, I learned because it was something that I wanted to do rather than it was already a hobby that I wanted to monetize. It was more like I wanted to have a side business. And so I figured something out that I think I would be good at. Had you seen wine labels before? Like, why did that even pop into your head as like, oh, I think I could do that. And I think that that's something I'm interested in. Definitely. So actually, yeah. So what happened was there was two things. So one, I got engaged in August of 2020. And oh. I received like four wine labels from my cousin. And they all had like, it was basically like wine labels that said like, like open this when you like get the dress, open this when you send oh, out like that. And I really liked that idea. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I could do this and I feel like I can make it my own, maybe like put my own spin on it. And so I kind of like thought about that and I was like, you know what? This is what, this is like a niche I'm going to do before I really like got into the weeds about it. I was like, oh, shipping would be so easy because it's flat. And I obviously you're like daydreaming about it. So you make it easier in your head. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to make a bajillion dollars and I'm never going to have to work. And <laughs> yeah, <Exactly. laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> 
Okay, so you decide that you're going to jump into this. And um, I love that idea. I've never, I feel like I got married in like, the dark ages before cute things like this were around, even though I have only been married for like 12 years. <laughs> but yeah, digital cameras were like a thing. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. But I love these kind of like personalized, you know, little touches that you can do now. And I mean, I just think that's a really neat niche. Okay, so you jump in, you're doing it. How did you get started? Like, what did that process look like for you? So when I say like, it was literally like an overnight experience, I really mean that. Like, I want to say December of 2020, I came up with the idea, like after thinking about those labels that my cousin had given me, and I was like, nope, I'm doing this. So I created an Instagram account that night for it. So for my full-time job, I used to um, manage social media for like an outward facing institution. So I have some experience doing social media. So for me, starting the Instagram for Lushy Labels was like an obvious start. And that's kind of where I began. I I was finding people within the wine community using like hashtag Instagram or hashtag wine. Like <laughs> the wine community is so like powerful and strong. It's great. And you don't realize it. I was meeting all these friends and stuff. And this was before I even opened my shop. So within that, I started this like mini Instagram account that I was posting either like a wine quote or stuff that I would put on a label once I started. And that was in December of 2020. And then so on, I probably like two weeks before Christmas, I bought myself a Cricut and a printer and decided I was going to figure out how to print wine labels. (laughs) And I watched YouTube as we all do. And I kind of figured it out like that. And so on January 4th, which was the first day I could, I filed for my LLC and got a business bank account immediately because I knew that that was like, if I'm going to make it a business, I needed to make it official and I needed to take myself self seriously. So yeah. Okay. So I love like so many pieces of that. You like the tenacity there to just jump in and say like, like you said, I mean, I see so much of myself and like, okay, I know I can do this. It's just a matter of figuring out the details. So I'm going to figure out the details (laughs) and doing something that, you know, just because, and I mean, it's very similar with me. Like I got these products as a gift and then was like, I love this and I want to do it. (laughs) And that's how it was born. But like to just take, you know, take a product that, you enjoyed as a recipient of it and then put your own spin on it and be able to do that for other people. And also to just jump in, I do not see myself in this part, but to jump in like as an official business and like do it right, right from the get go is great. <laughs> and things a lot like when you go to file your taxes, it will really help you to have done that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I will make it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's funny because I, after like listening to your podcast and all that kind of stuff, I realized right, I need to see an accountant because this is yeah. the the money part of it is definitely not my strong suit. That's never been a thing that I'm I'm good at. Like, so that was something that the first thing I outsourced was an accountant. So right now, I met with him actually like this month, and we're going through everything so that way I can get everything separate. I realized. I have to file quarterly rather than yearly. Um, I've done my sales tax like quarterly, but the actual yearly, like paying my sales tax, I didn't realize I was going to have to do quarterly. So that's yeah. it's all new stuff that you don't realize that <laughs> you have to pay attention to. 
Yeah, I feel like there's so many people that, I mean, almost all of us jump in there, not really realizing that there's like all these pieces that you have to think about. And then it can be really overwhelming. But I also find that there's a lot of people, I see this on Facebook a lot where people are like, but if I just say, you know, if I just say under $1,000, or if I just say under whatever number they make up in their head, like if I just stay underneath this, then I don't have to deal with that. And I'm like, Okay, the goal is not to like avoid doing all of that stuff. The goal is to make so much, you know, not I mean, everybody's goal is not to make so much money. But the goal is not to like, you know, squash your business so that you don't have to deal with the finances of it. Like the goal is to have enough success that you do have to deal with the finances. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not the worst thing in the world to sit down with a CPA and it's actually not as cost prohibitive as most people think that Mm -hmm. it will be. Yeah. I think, I think in the end of everything, it's going to be way more beneficial to me than just like doing it online myself. Yeah. I know where my weaknesses are and that's one of them. (laughs) Absolutely. For me as well. And it has been a great experience for me to find somebody that I trust, especially as the business grows, you know, to be able to say like, let's kind of, you know, map this out and see what it looks like so that we're not caught off guard. (laughs) Absolutely. So this launched in January and we are recording this in July and you have had over 2000 sales, which is nuts. So talk to me about what the last six months of your life have looked like launching this business and then having success, I would assume fairly shortly out of the gate to have that many sales in a pretty short period of time. Totally. It's been a wild ride. That's for sure. <laughs> so um, like I said, January was super like, I think it was like probably like the January 29th is the day I opened. So it was the very end of January. And luckily, like I said earlier, that I had the Instagram followers. So when I launched, I did a giveaway and I launched the page and I made $100 my first day open because I had my Instagram community, which was something that was awesome. Obviously, I had some like friends and family also buy from me, but to have people that I just met online, like within the last month, like show their support, like that meant a lot. Yeah. Is social media something that you enjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I okay. think, unfortunately, right now, because I've been so busy, I'm lucky if I post once a week. I was posting every single day before, but right now it's like, it's kind of on the back burner because I actually, I've kind of like took this from you too. It's like, you kind of realize where your priorities lie and I'd rather spend my extra energy, which I really don't have much of now anyway, building (laughs) my business and building my shop rather than playing on social media or using social media. Cause I'm not gonna, the dividend isn't gonna be there like it is if, if I'm working on my shop. Yeah, I totally think that's true. Once the shop is open, like I think that there are things that get a better return and social media has like a fairly low return. However, I think it's an interesting sort of strategy of going about like opening before you opened. I think that that was smart. And especially if it's something that you already, you know, have experience with. So you kind of know how to strategize what you're doing and not just like, you know, posting and nobody's liking anything. Exactly. <laughs> Which is really disheartening and kind of does the opposite. <laughs> okay, so you kicked it off the end of January and mm-hmm. that was like a really strong start and the momentum stayed up? 
Yeah. So February was light. So my goal initially, I was like, my goal is to make $500 a month. Like that was like, to me, that was a reasonable goal. Like I was like, this is like decent money, but it's like, it's like, money I could put towards my wedding. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything crazy. And then so February, which was my first like full month, I made $497. And I was like, all right, I'm right there. This might be a little bit better than I thought. (laughs) And then March, it doubled. And then April came and April was the most insane month of my life. And I say that because Mother's Day labels and stuff were going. So I had one one label like by itself in one week. I had 300 orders. Wow. And you're all you're making each of these like printing them out individually yourself printing individual so I can print two per sheet so I use vinyl sticker paper and I can print two labels out per sheet and then I have to cut it with the Cricut so it's not a short process and there's like a lot that goes into it Um, I actually just recently purchased my second Cricut because I need to figure out a way to make my processes a little bit faster (laughs) but Uh um, speed speed up process Mm-hmm. I took off a day of work. I was like nonstop working. I filled 80 orders in one day. And for me, that's a lot. And um, the biggest thing about my shop is I write a handwritten letter for every single thing, which regrettably, I've written, I think, almost 1800 letters, like not just like, hey, hey, somebody thinks heart Michelle. It's literally like, I want people to realize how appreciated they are. (laughs) And they like all of my reviews talk about how personal the notes are. And I'm like, I can't stop it now. (laughs) So I'm revisiting that right now. But yeah, so it was (laughs) an incredibly busy, um, like two weeks I had. So on the stats for the one listing, for the search term Mother's Day gift, which was like my most generic piece of SEO, it had 2100 clicks. Wow. The gift, which is generic. So I was on my own pages. And obviously, I, I understand that searches are different for everybody. But I had a couple friends. I was like, hey, go on Etsy. And can you just type in Mother's Day gift and let me know if this is on the first page? And everybody it was. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. And I'm grateful for it because it let me like learn how to like expedite some of my processes. But it's definitely something that I, I need to figure out a little bit more of. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, Oh no, I've created a monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How am I going to deal with it? <laughs> I stopped selling it like I think uh, two weeks before Mother's Day because I was like, I can't do this. I can't promise I'm going to get all these orders out. I like made my shipping times a little bit longer and my turnover is one to three days. So within those one to three days, it was it was a lot. That is a lot. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so I want to go back a little bit to, first off, I love that you do the personalized note. And I, I actually have your shop pulled up right now. And I see that in almost every review that people have left, that they talk about the personalized note. And I think that that, I was just talking with someone recently, actually, about like the, the customer service aspect of selling on Etsy and the impact that it has. And she made the point, which I never really thought about it this way, but she made the point that customer service, like really high quality personalized customer service is something that you can do that doesn't cost any money versus like, you know, adding something extra to your packages or 
you know, whatever, uh, like wrapping things nicely or whatever that costs money and supplies. Now, I guess you could argue that it costs your money and your time that it takes you to do it. Absolutely. (laughs) And maybe at some point it will have to be streamlined in some way. But I think that that was such a smart thing to do, like, especially initially, because it obviously has a big impact. Like if people are bringing it to the reviews and commenting on that, that's obviously something that they noticed. They didn't just like throw it away. Like, okay, it's a business card, whatever. (laughs) I think like for me too, like I always put myself in the shoes of the buyer whenever I'm doing any, like when I do this and things that like, obviously like I started this company off of something that I received that I enjoyed. So I kind of like, I guess my dream customer is somebody similar to me, which I think is common, but to have somebody who like, I don't know, it just takes the extra step always means something to me. Or if I buy something from a small business and I get a note from them, like it does mean something to me. So I think that's why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like the things that we value are the things that we want to put forward to our customers. And then it becomes kind of circular. Like you then attract people who are also valuing that same thing because that's what you're projecting into your shop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you hit Mother's Day, it was not. And then right around Mother's Day, you joined Scale Your Sales. So it sounds like you were really off to a pretty good start. So what made you decide to take that leap anyway? After Mother's Day, I realized the full potential and I, I needed to figure out, well, mostly how to scale. And I've actually listened to the portion, like the Scale Your Sales, like that little portion like probably four times already. And I'm just going to continue until it all soaks in. <laughs> yeah. So that's actually something that's really hard. Like this is, you know, it's it's hard to get started and it's hard to jump into a business. But I think people don't really understand until you're drowning that like you really can create a monster that that you yeah. feel like you have no control over. And even though people are like, oh, that's a nice problem to have. Oh, man, I wish I had that problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I mean, yes, like, I, I am grateful for it. Like, I'm thankful for it. And I am thankful that I'm not struggling for sales. But but it is a problem. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, like, it's not just like, oh, I guess I'll just work myself to the bone 24 hours a day. And I'll be so thankful for all these sales. <laughs> Like it, it is something that it feels really stressful when you're in the middle of it. Like it feels like it's just kind of spiraling and you're going to drop all the balls and then everything's going to like drop out from under you. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been there. I have had that feeling and you're like, I'm going to screw all these orders up because I'm so stressed and I'm never going to be able to get them on, out on time and everybody's going to hate everything. And then my shop's just going to plummet because everybody hates everything I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. And you, I have those fears all the time. Like every time, like I turned off the notifications for whenever like somebody favorites something because that's that got ridiculous. But if I, I keep the notification on whenever I get a review because that's like with the Etsy app because that's like really important to me. And mm-hmm. I've only, I've gotten four not five-star reviews. And so the first one I ever got was a one-star review during Mother's Day. And so obviously I'm already within the chaos. Of course, I I get it, and my heart sinks. Like, oh my gosh! And so it basically said that she never got it. Like, she was waiting for Mother's Day. It never came. Whatever. I messaged her immediately and was like, "What can I do to make this right? I'll send you another one." She's like, "Yeah, but Mother's Day is like less than a week away now, and um, whatever." So I actually ended up shipping it priority mail to her, and like, which 
mind you, priority mail costs more than the label itself. So <laughs> I, I, I made negative money on this. And mm-hmm. so I sent it to her. I said, I apologize that it never got there. That's what happens. It's the mail. I mean, there's going to be a chance of things not getting delivered. I'm very aware of that. And so right. I did it. I made it right. She changed her one-star review to a five-star review and I like brushed it off. So that was that was an experience though. Cause I'm like, all right, this is, I understand people are going to be, people get upset if something that they ordered and really put thought into a gift and it doesn't arrive. So, and that's something also that I keep in mind. Yeah, naturally. I mean, you know, if you pay for something, you wanted to get there. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I've, if people tell me that their things don't arrive. So another thing that I do is I ship with Etsy letter shipping, which is like, within the regular mail. So the tracking isn't as good. So unless somebody upgrades their shipping to priority or they spend more than $35 and then I'll ship regular first class mail, I ship with letter shipping, which costs me 55 cents because my shipping is free. So I've had free shipping and one to three day processes processing. So that's, I think, part of the reason why I have a lot of sales. It's like a low cost item on Etsy is kind of rare if it's not digital and shipping for a low cost item. I think that has a lot to do with it. So I think I'm going to increase my prices a little bit just to cover the 55 cents it costs to, to mail it. But sometimes the tracking isn't super reliable. So like I have a couple of people who have said that they've had it delivered and it never showed up. So I'll send another one like on me, like I don't charge them for anything. And so that's like something that I customer service wise, I need people I would really like my customers to be happy and want them to be return customers. So I make sure that like, all right, I'll bite it. I'll lose the money that it took for me to make it, the time that it took me to make it, the stamp, whatever. And I'll just send them another one. Yeah, I think that's really smart. And I think it also, it works well for the products that you have because it would be so easy to become a return customer. Like anytime they're in a position where they're going to a dinner party or they have a special occasion or whatever, you know, like, they can come back and and have this thing that makes a big impact that's not like, you know, cost prohibitive for them to do for somebody else. Totally. Repeat customers are like the easiest ones to, first off, they're happy, obviously, that's why they've come back again. And they'll come back again and again and again. So if you can kind of loop in those repeat customers, it's such a good way to build your business. Absolutely. I think the repeat customers like are the ones that hype you up in their reviews too. They're like, they say everything. It's like you're like you become friends with them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So moving forward now that you're like six months into this, you have not yet gone through a holiday season, which could be interesting for you. (laughs) What do you kind of what, you know, where do you see this shop going? What do you want for it? What are your expectations now as you kind of, I guess you're only really six months in, but you know, you'll be finishing out this first year in business and, and wrapping up at the holiday season as well. Yeah. I've thought about it a lot and I'm already stressed out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Get ready. (laughs) So I said before, I bought an extra Cricut. I'm going to buy an extra printer. I think I'm going to have my parents stay with me for a week and help me because they both uh, retired in December. So they have the free time. (laughs) So I'm going to be like, hey, you guys want a a little week-long job? So I think what I'm going to do is not have as many labels. And I think I'm going to bundle them. 
So my plan is instead of just selling a one label for five fifty or six dollars, I'm gonna sell like a four pack bundle for twenty dollars because. I mean, Christmas time, you're giving gifts regardless. And you know what the easiest gift is when you don't really know what to get somebody? It's alcohol. So <laughs> I think yeah. if, if people are drinking or if you like, obviously, you're not going to do that with people who aren't drinkers, but if you know <laughs> that would be a really, really tone deaf gift for somebody that's not a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> but I think... If you have a, a dinner party or a Christmas party that you're going to or a secret Santa or something like that where you need a generic gift, but something that you can tell that they put a little bit of thought into, I think that a label or a bottle of wine with a label is is a good gift. And so I figure if I can bundle like four of them together and sell it for $20, then my return will be so much more than what it would be if I was selling a label for $6. Yeah. So, I think that that's a really smart strategy. And I'm just thinking about like myself here, how we do holidays and how easy that is. Because I agree with you, like if you're invited to, you know, a holiday party or your boss's house for dinner or somewhere that you're kind of like, okay, what do I bring? I can't go empty handed, especially in the South. We can never go anywhere empty handed. So you know, like I have to have something. I am not really good at picking out wine and it stresses me out to even think about picking out a bottle of wine, especially if someone is like a big wine person and they know way more about wine than I do. But, you know, the bottle of wine is kind of secondary then because you have this more personalized touch to it. So it's like, even if I pick out a mediocre wine, if I like jazz this up a little bit, I will still show that I put thought into it. (laughs) Totally. And that's what this is for, too. Like the wine that you're putting a label on is like the $10 bottle that you can get at the grocery store. It's not a nice... Like, I mean, you could put it on, I've seen people put it on like $60 bottles of champagne, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting a $10 bottle of wine and I'm putting the label on it and it automatically becomes a better gift. Yeah. It makes it special. Exactly. And I think that one thing that I'm really impressed with what you've done, and I think that this is something that people struggle with a little bit, especially if they get started at a certain time of year, or if they have something like your Mother's Day label that's like becomes a really big seller is that they get kind of stuck like, okay, but now how do I sell this Mother's Day label all year long? And I'm like, no, you're not trying to sell a Mother's Day label all year long. You're trying to take that success that you had with that one product and duplicate that out. Even if they're seasonal products, it's not like a bad thing to have a seasonal product as long as you have a seasonal product for each season that we move through so that you have that consistency, you know, but I think that you've done a really good job of having like some perennial products like, you know, engagements or save the dates or whatever, but then also these highly seasonal ones, which can bring in, you know, that influx of sales during the season that it's in. Totally. Thank you. Yeah. And I've noticed that the, like stuff like the engagements has I have two engagements uh wine labels two separate ones that both have bestseller badges because that's something that like when someone gets engaged and you give them a bottle of champagne or prosecco or something people feel very special when they can tell that you've thought of it and I've had people who have actually proposed with them I had someone who cried because like she gave it as a, a wedding shower gift so like people are coming back to me with these stories of like what they use them for. And like, then I'm like, all right, this is why I do this. No, that's so sweet. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when they come back and like give you that feedback of what it meant in their real life so that you don't just feel like you're like interacting with your computer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. This has been so interesting. It's kind of a niche that I didn't really know existed until I interacted with you, but I think it's super smart and I'm definitely going to be placing my very early order for the holiday. So you're not stressed. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I will not place a last minute rush order. <laughs> if people are looking for you online on Etsy, where can they find you? My shop is Lushy Labels, L-U-S-H-Y Labels. And I'm the same on Instagram, Lushy Labels. All right. I can't wait to see how you finish the year and what this looks like for you over the next six months, because I think it's going to be big. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Yeah. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now.